always been bound to each other. We always will be. Gather up all the leaders. We have a lot to talk about. I don't know if there's a happy ending here. the geek enthusiasts nerd aficionados and deadheads it is i mess 5150 hold on wait i'm missing something uh, here we go it is i mess 5150 <laughs> here with I another <laughs> um yeah uh we're here for another tv talks the walking dead we missed uh missed you guys on monday to be able to record this had some things happen but we want to make sure we got this episode out because there's only one more episode this week to talk about and we didn't want to double up um being that this was a penultimate episode as everybody is calling it so this week we are discussing the walking dead season 9 episode 15 the calm before and uh, uh there was a lot of calm in it for me but <laughs> we'll, uh-huh. we'll get into that i i am your host message 150 joined by my other two uh what do we call it twd family friends uh the the, the aficionados of deadhead we have mrs malice how are you i'm good and it's funny that you say deadhead considering we put our heads on spikes <laughs> <laughs> everybody always thinks this is a uh a podcast for um uh what's the band the deadhead with the, the, the deadhead grateful, dead? grateful dead, dead. Yeah. they see Hi. the tweet deadhead and they're like oh a grateful dead uh podcast <laughs> no, not no. That, that, that they're not good i'm like you know they're good but <laughs> it's the walking dead <laughs> yeah um and then we also have icy zorro on the cast with us how are you great uh now i'm feeling the ungrateful dead although i feel like i should have tie-dye on for that i also do i want to know did you literally go outside and find a, an appropriate stick to put under your head um i was standing outside and they had just uh done some cleanup with uh the gardening and they were <laughs> you're like i'm taking that home i'm taking like, like when you're in fourth grade walking home and you see a stick that could make an X. Just like, I'm just going to grab this and there's my head on a pike, you know, for if I had all green screen, I could just do the whole cast as my head on a pike. But um, I don't have a stick, but I have like a plank. So you know. my head wouldn't be on the pike. I'm the host for this show. I'm, I, you know, you're not going to get rid of the person that runs the thing. Apparently, Walking Dead won't do that. So. <laughs> uh complaints um yeah so with this cast it's a reaction recap and review cast where we talk about the most recent episode of the walking dead if you guys are listening to this anywhere that you're listening to this please make sure that you review and subscribe if you're watching on youtube make sure to hit that that subscription button hit the bell so you can be notified whenever new videos come out and if you guys want to be here live with the actual recording of this video and react with us make sure to come subscribe over at twitch.tv forward slash malicecorp Every Monday, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time after an episode airs is generally when we record, and we'd love to have you guys be a part of the conversation. So with that, let's get into real quick what the episode was about. Um, Usually we break down scene by scene. It really was two major things going on. You had what was going on at the fair and what wasn't going on at the fair. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> real quickly okay so the, i mean real quick there is like a two to three minute opening scene exactly yeah never read before before the credits but even within that two to three minutes i was like wow the writing has become incredible on this show oh. 
there's yeah. three people I'd never met think- before. And when we first see them fighting outside a hilltop, I'm like, ooh, are these going to be bad guys? She found a community. They're going to storm it. No. Next scene, it's their anniversary again. And they're in a hilltop living there and happy and carving little tokens. And then, you know, next anniversary, they're headed to the fair and they're dead. And within that two and a half minutes, I was like, oh, you gave Isn't me. The- it, was like the- it was like the beginning of Up. You gave me a complete story arc in three minutes. That was incredible. Which I wish, I wish this was our anniversary of the TV talks because I could just be like, happy anniversary. You know, here's, yeah. <laughs> here's a new podcast. Here's an, here's an H coin. The, uh, yeah, the H coin. Do you not notice that that's the same H coin oh, yeah. that is yeah. around what's yeah. music? Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was kind of pretty cool. Kildy was the one making them all. Explain where it came from. And I miss, I will say Alpha does clean up pretty nice with her new wig. Well, it's real hair. So. <laughs> uh, expensive wig. Yeah. Um, for someone else. So we, we'll, we'll talk about the fair really quick. So it opened up with Ezekiel giving uh his speech for you know why this is so important for the fair to happen and that that it is happening and kind of talking about the fall and you know rick's rick's whole plan that he had and we no longer have rick and carl and then he even brings up that they have uh, to avenge the fallen yeah and yes stuff D- dylan we do read the walking dead and uh we talk about the television show every single week and then try and talk about comparisons between the comic and the show so thank you for finding us because he said he finally found somebody that reads the walking dead and oh, yeah. we love having people here to actually discuss with us so i'm um, probably from the other room sorry <laughs> they're usually the display too <laughs> yeah they're coming up pretty uh uh Robert Kirkman's original plan was for 200 comics and they're coming up on 200 pretty quick. And so he said, he's going to keep doing it. So he hopes to outlast the TV show, which at the same time, Scott M. Gimbel is like, I want the show to go forever. So it's kind of a battle of who's going to, who's going to last longer. So hint, hint, somebody needs to get me the next comic book. Hint, hint. I can read it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Cause you, you, the, the paperback, the trade paperbacks as they come out. Yeah. I usually get the comics as quickly as I can as they come out and then get the omnibuses, which the next omnibus comes out in two months, I think. I am so. a bit behind. I think I'm in the mid-150s. I think I'm somewhere past... So somewhere in the early stages of Commonwealth. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so... We get reunited and it feels so good because you've got everybody coming to see each other. Carol was on her way to go get Henry, but no, she doesn't have to go get Henry because here they come. They come riding through. Uh, My rarest issue, I believe I have issue one and two. So, and I have the uh, stuff Dylan asked in the chat room. I also have the limited edition of issue 100 that you got for surviving the Walking Dead run at San Diego Comic Con. Uh, I wish I could have gone to that. So, um, I don't know how rare that one is though, because I think most people survived that ran through it. So, <laughs> did they but, really? If you didn't survive, you just didn't get the book. They're like, yeah, that, was your, that was your thing. Yeah. Is that if you if you That's were it. infected, you're right, you didn't. Going get on a bike. Your hand's yeah. going on a bike. I thought maybe those who didn't survive got your hat. My true reward for that was after running through it, um, I went and got myself a Choco Taco. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So everybody got reunited. Tara was very unhappy about seeing Lydia there. 
Well, and before we even got that, we got we got Carol reuniting with uh, Michonne and with uh, Judith. You know, you, you get the feeling she really hadn't seen Judith in like five years or so. I thought that was a really sweet little scene, you know? No, I thought it could have been better because I, um, her reaction was just dead to me. Like, she went through a lot with that little girl, a lot with her. That reaction should have been stronger. No, I, I thought it was too. perfect. I thought it was perfect. This is, a, this is no. a girl that Judith has been hearing stories about and, like she said, drawing pictures of for most of her life. But this is the first time she remembers, like, you know, actually meeting them. So, yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like if you were told you have a great granduncle for 15 years and you met him, you'd be like, hi. Um, I thought, well, Judith's reaction was good, but I thought Carol should have been more, you if, know, if, if, Right? I, you help raise this little girl, mm-hmm. you know. Sure. But again, she hasn't seen her in five oh, or six years, and true. the kid is the kid is old enough to be a you know she's got a personality now. She's got to treat her like an adult now. Yeah. I, I I thought they played it well. That's me. No, I, I once again I love the acting in this episode. I thought it was it's a good episode. I just wasn't pleased with the end result of it, and I think because I think they. They, uh, I will get into it. Because <laughs> you got to talk about that awesome Oceanside girl with her one-liners. Yeah, and that's you know you get the leader meeting, signing the new constitution. Constitution. Favorite part about that was when Ezekiel being the first one to sign it and writes awesome. really big, and he's just yeah. like you know John Hancock, eat your, eat your heart out. So I thought I thought Michonne did the right thing doing that too. I thought that was really really cool that she did that because they looked to her to be in the leader, but she you know she has the whole council that she follows too. So having Gabriel do that did that made her look stronger. So yeah, and at the same her- time, well, at the same time, I looked at her face and I was like, you you know, if this if this community these communities succeed and this becomes a founding document of a new civilization, like you just gave up part of your place in history. That's I mean, I guess that doesn't really matter in the present day, but wow, that's that's a big move. Well, at first, the way I saw it was I was like, okay, Ezekiel signing based off the comic book, head on Pike. Um, Carol signing, she's dead in comic, which I don't want her to be dead in the show, but Carol signing, she's dead in comic. Gabriel signing, he's dead in comic. Um, uh, Michonne's not signing, and we know Michonne is going to be leaving show, but she's still main right now. Uh Rita, uh, Daryl isn't signing. We know he's the main character. I'm like, okay, they're setting up everybody that's going to be head on a pike because they're going to be all the names from the Constitution. <laughs> and that would have surprised me if they'd done it that way. I, you know, that would have been a massive hit though. Because imagine you get Gabriel, Carol, Ezekiel. That then it would have been like, yeah. holy if hell! It, like, Gabriel, it would have been great because you know what's going on between you know. That, that group of people yeah. gets knocked down to you know three. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> kind of sad we didn't take on any of the uh, sides of the love square. Yeah, yeah, Gabriel. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Gabriel's so, a cockroach. He survives everything. Yeah. So, uh, well, except the comic book, <laughs> he doesn't survive okay. the comic book. Um, His character is getting so loved now too. He's so amazing now. Yeah. My 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 take on. <laughs> but the the next now thing that we get that, that we get into is really enjoying the fair. Um, Henry, Lydia, and Carol, and Ezekiel having their nice little family conversation amongst each other. Uh, Luke and Alden talking about doing the music and 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 playing the two man band. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, and yeah, <laughs> uh, 
Alden's trying to get out of it. Luke's trying to convince him. And that's where we get Enid trying to convince Alden to do it as well, saying, you know, I want my, my crooner boyfriend to croon. And they bring up the whole, oh, Rob, boyfriend? Am I your boyfriend? I want you to be my boyfriend. Oh, so high school. But as my, my note for this was Enid, and I didn't, at this point, did not know who was going to die, but I wrote down Enid equals happy and a doctor. She's dead. Yeah. And she's teaching other people how to, how to, how to be a doctor. And mm-hmm. I love the that every PR booth. Something. No, she's teaching people CPR. She's teaching them how to be a doctor. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I love that everybody's teaching like something to do or how to build something or trade. Yeah. Eugene, Eugene, the smartest of all of them, is in a, a freaking dunk tank. <laughs> <laughs> the guy may know everything, but God, he's hard to listen to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and then you see how great of a shot Judith is because, of course, she hits the. Nails nails the thing and drops him into the dunk tank. I've seen better arms on a spiral galaxy. Ding! And Seth Dillon said that they were so mad when they uh, killed off Gabriel in the comics because they were just starting to build his character. So, yeah, Yeah. I agree. Um, So, we get the most impactful scene of everybody enjoying the fair, and that's Connie. And what's Connie's sister's name? I can't remember. Does anybody remember? Oh, that's made me cry so hard I, I thought earlier. it earlier so well Kelly. Done. Kelly 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 that was a great scene I put impact scene because yeah them the, you left me you didn't say goodbye any goodbye could be the last goodbye you you got you, you know how important a goodbye is in this world because it, she's right any goodbye could be the last goodbye their yeah. acting was phenomenal too because the the raw emotion you can see from both of them in total silence which is so beautiful. It was my one. Of my, it was actually my favorite scene. Well, that's one of the reasons I'm glad they cast actual deaf actresses for this role. You know, Connie yeah. is 100% deaf in real life. <clears throat> the girl that plays mm-hmm. Kelly is partially deaf in real life. So, like, yeah, yeah it was great. No, I, um, we got Sadiqa Michonne talking, and the head, the the pseudo Henry love triangle that was developing between Addie, Lydia, and Henry. And the other friends playing that weren't actually Henry's friends playing a prank on Lydia. Which it made me upset for the future of this society because I'm like, well, these are clearly the the cool kids or whatever, and they're just douchebags. Yeah. Like I was hoping for better from from you know the leaders that they have surviving. No, no. It's all gonna I don't it's all gonna set up that way. So um but then, yeah, the, the group start getting ready to leave to go to Hilltop to go help and protect. New Glenn leaves with the first group, and the first group includes Daryl, Carol, Michonne, Magna, and Yumiko. You see the highwaymen cleaning up the roads. They found the anniversary couples, uh, not the actual bodies, but the the destruction that was left behind by Alpha and the Whisperers. Yeah, overturned wagons, spilled H-coins, trail of blood. And we get the first group that left the main group that splits again to go look for whatever happened at the destruction. And that that split up is Carol, Daryl, Michonne, Yumiko. And uh, I put that's the group I would want to be in if I was, you know, heading yeah. a zombie fight. So <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't mind if Magna had stuck around too. She's pretty handy with knives. Yeah. So um but, but then I put, but not when whispers show up with Beta. <laughs> so. Yeah, the look on Daryl's face. The look on Daryl's face when Beta shows up in the back of the crowd. He's like, God 
Damn it. I knew I should have looked down that elevator shaft. Uh, I just... And Beta, she's off. As you said last week, you should have shot an arrow in his head down. But I don't think he could have seen down that far. He, I, oh. all, I think he just black. So four stories down, he could have done something. <laughs> At least run down and check, you know. Right, poke him with the stick, see what happens. Yeah, a really long stick. Here, here, hold on. <laughs> a stick, really long. <laughs> no. Okay. Um. So yeah, we get back at the fair. Eugene and Rosita talking. Yes. Um. What do you guys think about that scene? Um, wait, I was answering a question in chat. I was all yes. I just randomly said yes. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Because okay. Dylan said, I haven't watched Walking Dead since Negan slit that one dude's throat. Is it worth getting back into how does the Whisper Wars compare to comics? Um, the Whisper War is really, really, well, we're not getting into the war yet. We're just in, in the. We're, we're almost uh, there. Yeah. Um, the Whisper setup is fantastic. The You should get back into it. Um, here's the big thing. The uh, All Out War was really dragged out. Really dragged out. Um, but Two and a half seasons. Season, yeah, this last oh, season God. has been phenomenal. Season 9 is very, very, very good. What I basically told people is if they want to get back into it, Season 7, Season 8, especially if you're somebody who read the comics, you'll get the gist of things that are going on. Season 7, Season 8, go look on YouTube. Find those those quick cut-togethers of like everything that happened on the Best show. Of- Best of Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, and watch those, watch those recaps, and then jump right back in on season nine because season nine has been phenomenal. You have a new showrunner; they are making their own show now for the most part um, because huge time jump. Yeah, they're using they're using elements from the from the comic book, but not copying it one hundred percent. So yeah, so yeah, I would say season well, seven. Watch watch the recaps and jump back in on season nine, and I think you'll be you'll be very pleased a lot of what's happened with season nine is getting very critical good reviews not a lot of viewership because so many people left after season seven because they were getting tired they were getting kind of bored with it so really good time to come back <clears throat> on that note <laughs> yeah as far as getting into the whisper getting into the whisper roars this this episode was called the calm before the next episode is called the storm so so um, so yeah, what, what do you guys think question? about the Eugene, the Eugene Rosita scene, where Eugene's hair was nice and yeah. <laughs> after the done. My favorite part where he talks about the role playing. <laughs> that, that was good. That was that's one of my notes. I could stop laughing. That's one of my notes. Was I? I want. Uh, I want a transcript of Eugene's RPG campaign. I want. I want to know yeah. what's going on there. Well, He's, I love that he put like. Yeah. Preg- pregnant Rosita is part of injured community. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> like she's like, don't push it. Yeah. Um, my favorite part about that scene was just the radio, the ham radio. If you remember, the whole reason that they went into uh, Whisperer territory in the first place was Rosita and Eugene went to set up a ham radio relay because they're trying to set up communication mm-hmm. with all the different communities and. Having read the comics, you know that getting that radio working is going to be a huge turning point. Yeah, well, and we still we still don't know if Georgie is the Commonwealth or if Commonwealth's going to be another another thing altogether. 
We don't, but the fact that they're bringing in that radio, which in the comics was a linchpin of getting them to the Commonwealth storyline, I think that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree, because it does play a key factor in the comics, especially. Um, so next we get to Terra, Gabriel, and the Oceanside leader <laughs> talking um, about you know plans for what's coming up. And Tara does bring up that winter is coming. And I went, yes, Game of Thrones starts in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That too. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I got out of that. Now, a, lot, a lot of people were, I know Mrs. Malice, you had a problem with the, with the Oceanside leader lady. Um, it's, it's not the character everybody seems to think it was. It was. It's the little girl that wanted to kill her when she first got there. It's the little girl that kept giving her the finger. Just oh, a recast to age her up. And now she's the leader. I get that. But like you would think being a leader, you would have more say than Oceanside's down. We're cool. We well, can do that. A... I mean, oh, yeah, but God. this is the first time we've heard from them in like most of the season. Yeah, but if she's supposed to be the leader of Oceanside, she should have more of a voice than just one-liners. And that's sure. what made me feel bad about her. I, I, like, I, oh, I get God. that, but the whole point of that scene is that all the communities are coming together to sign the charter, so we can't yeah, have I, a five-minute argue with, argument with them first. Well, I didn't want them to have an argument, but like, let's say, oh, yes, Oceanside's always there. They'll always have your back. You know, something like that, not just Oceanside's down. The frick is that? <laughs> now I want that on a hat. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Mrs. Malice, I think you could probably find an Oceanside's down hat somewhere near you, because I'm sure there's got to yeah, be... Seems likely. Uh, the exactly. same- <laughs> so I don't even live in I am. Dang it. Put that girl's head on a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we get to very similar what happens in the comics. Alpha mingles amongst the fair, walking around, talking, looking she at things. She does it way better in the show than she did in the comics. She gets information quick. That was the thing that I was like, when she goes and talks to Ezekiel and she's like, so did Michonne really come? I can't believe mm-hmm. like she, it was like, holy crap. How did you get all this information so fast? Just walking around. Well, and so again, there's a ton of, of foreshadowing in this, in this scene. And then the, the people that get killed later, these are all people that she heard snippets from or saw interacting while we saw her wandering around the fail fair. Like, it makes sense to me who they picked based on who they had her interact with. Yeah. Like, that was coming. She blended in so well and cleaned up so nice that it was, it was probably hard for anyone to recognize her. Oh yeah. And she's so, like a quick change magician. Daughter, but just, it was an, another amazing actress. Well, plus so, she was smart that anybody that from the hilltop, she gov- she covered her face a little bit more, even Rhett, Rhett Butler and her and the, and the, uh, the blacksmith. Uh, Blacksmith, when we walked by, she, she pulled her hat down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So Ezekiel's never seen Alpha. He doesn't know what she, you know. Mm-hmm. So there, there's no having, you know, outside of a bald woman that they probably explained to, explained to him. They, you, she's, her face is clean. She, she, she knows things about people. He's not going to have any clue. That, that's yeah, he's not, he's not going to be picturing the sort of squatty, butch, bald lady with all the heavy dirt and makeup on her face and bad teeth in this Pretty long blonde haired girl with the How'd nice- she get her teeth so clean? Uh, that part. Uh, steel wool? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. 
she cleaned up nice. <laughs> like, like I said, this she is essentially a quick change magician. That's that's impressive stuff. Her it just her ability to adapt and you know go from yeah. with zombies to humans was just she's the alpha. I mean, amazingly that she can do that. It's well, just, it she crazy. I mean she turned on the charm quick too. She went. Oh, yeah. Easy for him to talk to. She dropped the whole southern accent thing, which was nice. Um, well, she still had a bit of a southern accent. No, she mm. had a southern accent. Yeah. A little bit, but it wasn't the heavy drawl like she had before. Oh, she was still talking very, because she was talking very quietly still. And I was like, man, she was like, absolutely whispering. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just character traits. I need, to find, I need to find the sweaters. It's going to be a cold, hard winter. Yeah. Yeah. So then she gets back with the captives, which are Daryl and his group. She takes Daryl off and shows him the army of dead. Once again, very close to what was going on with the comics where they were getting all the zombies recruited together to, you know, create this wave. And she's, she even mentioned that she's got her people down there with them, you know, helping kind of direct them. Just staring them in a big whirlpool of undeadness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, that was, I mean, so at this point, I mean, they'd been talking about how Daryl is going to kind of step up to more leadership role. And this is almost a, almost a direct correlation to the comic books where that speech was given to Rick rather than Daryl. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Rick's gone. So, <laughs> so we can't yeah. do that. Um, so uh, we get, we get the movie at the fair. And none of us were right about what we thought it was. And I can understand why nobody guessed it right, because they went um, way back on the movie that they were able to find. And that was the uh, Quack-A-Doodle-Doo, which was the very, very first Baby Huey cartoon. <laughs> yeah, you know, the massive popularity Baby Huey had amongst our generation. <laughs> Baby Huey was uh, was a, uh, a, yeah, a big... Large big duck. duck that wore a diaper and yeah um very popular popular cartoon back in the 50s so back with the greatest generation (laughs) air quotes quotes. (laughs) um and uh, just i thought it was funny this is the first first one um i'll give you a cartoon summary if you want on the episode (laughs) (laughs) no i I can't remember what we all guessed it was going to be i think i probably said beverly hills cop three or some nonsense like that <laughs> At least in 1950, it was a six minute and 49-second cartoon. And the cartoon summary is Mrs. Duck longs to have a baby and wants to hatch a batch, so she swallows an entire bottle of vitamins and presto out pops a huge and clumsy baby Huey. We first get well, that to is, see that is not how duck birthing works. Then Mrs. Duck dresses him in a brown diaper. The giant infant, unaware of his own super strength, causes a lot of trouble, and the other ducks want to chase Huey. And his mom away. Later, a hungry fox shows up. Huey wants to play with him and saves the day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just like that the the final screenshot that we see of the movie before we get pulled into a different storyline is baby Huey pulling the face skin off of the fox. Yeah, and then Mama Alpha sitting next to her daughter right after that. I thought that Mm -hmm. was a great little kind of foreshadow thing. Well, okay, so before this, we had uh, Henry had been searching. Uh, Lydia sees Henry interacting with his family, and she sees this whole community interacting with the, with each other, and she's just kind of dumbstruck by, like, 
I thought civilization was dead, but here it is right here, you know, in a small version. Um, so she wanders off by herself, not really knowing what her place is. Henry goes and finds her. They have their little kissy face session. And then he, he's like, uh, I got to go fix a pipe. I'll be back. At which point I thought for sure Alpha was going to snatch Lydia. Did not occur to me she might be snatching Henry. Yeah, I didn't think about that either. Well, I think they've already snatched him at that point. Um, because not, Well, no, I'm saying he that, right then he says, I got to go check on a pipe. That's when they get him. Yeah. But they they were outside even before they went into the movie theater when he when he said he had to go check on it. They hadn't gone to the movie theater yet. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So when she comes into the theater and sits down next to Lydia, that's what I was saying is he's already he's already gone at that point. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're on the same page. All right. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) All on the same page. We all saw the episode. Kind of. So this entire time they've been like. Like we know that heads are going to end up on a pike and everybody's well, not, we don't know that heads are going to end up on a pike, but everybody has been talking skybound and AMC about how, how epic this episode's going to be. This episode is longer. We're going to get deaths. Oh, oh my God. It's going to be a tearjerker. It's going to be sad. And you know, you're, you're separating all the biggest characters on the show right now and being surrounded by whispers. It's like, they're just setting it up that this is people are going to die. In my opinion, when they separated the characters, they separated the strongest characters. They did, they did, and but that was that was, uh, d- what do we call? What do we usually call it? Uh, uh, d- WTF writing, where it was like, "Hey, we're yeah. gonna throw throw a, a curveball at you. We're gonna get all of you." And no, you're not gonna get any of us because one, we know Daryl had a, a Brinks truck truck backed up to his his door to keep him on the show when when Rick was leaving. So you know, you're not killing off. Darryl. I think I think they kind of got me. I still uh, until they showed that last head, I thought it was going to be Ezekiel. Okay, that I understand, but I'm talking about the group that the Whisperers have: Daryl, Carol. Oh, sure. Did you at any point think, oh, these are the people that are going to, you know? No, no, that's no. what they're trying to set up. That's what they're trying to show you is like, oh, it's going to be a tearjerker. You guys are going to be so I didn't, sad. I didn't. I didn't ever think that any of them were in real danger. Because you're on a proper intelligent level (laughs) and so i look at it logically as well but i know that that's what the writers are thinking when they're writing it that way because they're like showing you how everything's going great over at the fair so it's these people that are going to die and then they just release them and she tells them what part of the land is theirs and don't ever come over to their land Mm -hmm. and they mark off the land for them and they go over there and they see sadiq tied up to a tree and that's where i wrote up how do the doctors survive? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> as they walk up, you get the heads on the spikes, and you have the three highwaymen that were only introduced a week ago. No, two weeks ago. Um, actually, it was so, just two of two of them were highwaymen. DJ, the guy with the be- uh, with the shorter beard, the the yeah, dude, he's a former survivor. Or oh, okay. Well, I count as, I can- as was the red-haired girl. It took me. I had to go. I had to go looking to figure out who Frankie, the red-haired girl, was. She is one of Negan's former wives. Oh, that's who she is. Yeah, because definitely there was... I mean, it was the same in the comic, though. There was a, Of the 12 people killed in the comic, there was like 10 of them where I was like, yeah, I don't really know enough or care enough about this person to care if they're dead, other than that it affects the story. So there's only two real significant ones done in the comics. I would Someone gives us a question. Read. There's three significant ones here in this episode. Yeah. To before to cut you off really quick, uh, we'll get into it in a second, but 
we like talking to our audience and we have stuff dealing yeah, in there. Yeah. question of, um, about what was your favorite Walker death on the show? And he says he can't remember his name, but his was the dude from Everybody Hates Chris. Um, <laughs> can't remember his character name either. He's on he's on uh, Whiskey Cavalier with uh, with Maggie now. Oh, is he? About no, Noah? I don't know yet. Um, did you have a favorite death, Mrs. Malice, on the show? Oh, there's been too many. Um, I think my favorite grossest one was the beach zombie one, where she takes the stick and shoves it in his head and makes that gush sound. <laughs> 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 actually i take that back hold on that's not my favorite one the one with daryl on his bike shooting zombies <laughs> on his bike was my favorite zombie set. Oh, good Lord. So. uh what about you icy do you have a favorite walker off the death? top of my head like people killed by walkers i can't really think of too many that stand out for me it's been it's been nine seasons there's so many at this point they all kind of blend together i would you know what alicia witt um yeah. When they uh, when they were first introducing the the survivors, you know Alicia with the the redhead that they got in the satellite bunker. Uh, when when the zombies got her, I was like, yeah, the solid one. Yeah, I don't have a, a specific Walker death. I have favorite people death, people that got killed. Like I loved when uh, Glenn. No, 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 I'm not that. I'm not that mean. I'm not that mean. No, but I loved when uh, when uh, when uh, Negan's right hand man got killed. So. Uh, my, favorite, my favorite death is that was good. Yeah. <laughs> that by far. Yeah, I know you people good. getting killed by walkers. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's, I don't have a. You know what? My favorite, just to show how stupid you can be in the zombie apocalypse, is only a couple episodes, and it was go to, trying to save the horses and getting oh. bit. By <laughs> that is, oh a, that is a to teach you lesson. And you now know the zombie apocalypse comes across. Let the horse die. <laughs> okay. Well, in that case, I'm going to have to backtrack and say Shane, because the, yeah. the Carl's dumbass left that zombie sitting in the middle of a pond and didn't think, hey, maybe that's going to get away later. Yeah. Come, I kill agree. them as you go. Kill them as you go. Exactly. <laughs> so there's our favorite. Our favorite. Our favorite Walker deaths are the are the teach you, teach you moments. <laughs> yeah, I would have to agree with that because I mean. There's like so many people killing zombies and zombies killing people. It's like, oh my God, <laughs> there's too many to name. I, you can only see so many people get bit in the neck and then blood spurting out. It, it all kind of runs together. This, the, the really sad one was, um, what's her name's sister getting bit in the arm by a zombie? when like the Andrea's parents, sister parents, way back in the beginning? Yeah, way back in the beginning. That was probably the saddest one. That made me very sad. I liked her little sister. Which I'm binge watching Supernatural. She was on an episode of Supernatural. Was she? Yeah. Well, hey, uh, what's her name on Supernatural 2? Yep. <laughs> She's already gone from where she I've was, been. Yeah. Was he? Like two episodes. Yeah, and she says Otis had a badass death as well, and that dude that died on top of Glenn. Yeah, there's been a lot. Nine seasons in, there's a lot of deaths, and some really cool ones, and some really heartbreaking ones. Well, the so, dude that died on top of Glenn was like a foreshadowing of Glenn's death, too. Do you guys have a favorite zombie? Mine is still the well zombie. Because yep, well oh, yeah. no, you know what? Recently replaced by the uh, the two zombies that had sort of fused into one. Oh, oh yeah, the with the tree zombie? No. Yeah, yeah, it came out of trees, but it was like one of them had like kind of grown around the other one's leg. Yeah. Spider zombie. Spider zombie. <laughs> yeah. Octo zombie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. 
So on to the deaths. <laughs> Who died this week? This week. Yeah. Um, so she she tells Daryl, uh, you know, the the boundary is like the forest in the east there, and the river to the south, and you know, we we marked the border to the north. You'll know it when you're on your way back. And he's like, "What does that mean?" She's like, "You'll see." Yeah. Oh man, this girl is amazing. She's such a good actress. So they get there. Sadiq is tied up. Sadiq's alive. And they walk up the hill, and they have all the heads on spikes. You have Highwayman, Frankie, who's the redhead, um, Butler, who was one of the kids that was a, a a jackass. So, yeah, Addie, the girl that had the crush on Henry, clearly had crush on him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Rodney. Rodney is the other kid. Yeah. Okay, so the, both the kids. Okay. Uh, then, no, then, no. There was, I think, there was just two of the kids. Who was what was the name you said before, Addie? Rodney. Was it Rodney? No, Rodney and Addie were the two kids that were Henry. Oh, Butler. Butler. Oh, Butler was the guy you were talking about. That was a save. That was a. a That's servant. DJ. Yeah, DJ was the savior. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then Enid. So. Oh, Butler. You mean Brett Butler? Tammy. Oh Rose. yeah. But, yeah. yeah the actress. That's what I meant. Yes, the actress. Well, Brett, I can't remember her character's name. She's the only one that carries over from the comics to the show as far as who's dead on stakes. Yeah. Um, Enid, which we called two weeks ago. So um, we said that she was moving back to California and there's, you know, no other reason to move back to California if you're filming in Atlanta for a TV show. Yeah. Uh, yeah if you if you have to relocate for a show in, in Hollywood, uh, have somebody else fill out the paperwork on the down low for you. Yeah. Because people will find out. Tara, which was the shocker because she was the most important character that appeared on these stakes. She's running Hilltop right now because Maggie's gone and she's been on the show for 87 episodes. So she um, was number four on the call sheet at this point as far as seniority. Yeah. And then Henry, which to the yes! applause of many people. Yes. <laughs> Finally. Happy yeah. dance. Yeah, happy. Edit in, edit in my happy dance. <laughs> no, yes. more, no more replacement Carl and and bad acting, as I see Zoro says. So, yeah. um, all right. So, main concern with Tara: who's going to be in charge of Hilltop? Now? That's what I'm wondering. Seat. Well, is because it going to be Aaron? Look at the look at Aaron the left. Be the next in line. Mm, theoretically, yeah. uh, but Aaron spends a lot of time at at Alexandria. Well, he had only been doing that because he was hanging out with Jesus. He and the, he hadn't been spending time at Alexandria. He'd been spending time out in the field with Jesus, learning to fight with one-handed. Yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, but he, no, he's he's an Alexandria resident, though, right? Because he's part no. of the Aaron. Aaron's yeah. part. Of the yes, yes, yes. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So he wouldn't be the next in line. Never mind. Because right. he's so he's, here's. We know it's so not look general. At, not Enid. It's dead. <laughs> look at look at the past few. We got Gregory the dipshit. Uh, we've got uh, followed by Maggie, who disappeared and is probably off with uh, what's her name, uh, Georgie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Then we've got Jesus, who's pretty much dead. Then we've got Tara, who who's dead. And uh, so who? I mean, I guess it could be Daryl. There was there was a point earlier where King Ezekiel was like, "Hey, you know, when you come back, if you want to live the kingdom, then we've got a spot for you." And he's like, "I'll think about it." Um, I I, I kind of had a revelation right in that minute. You know who Daryl is. Uh, He's Strider from Lord of the Rings. He's oh, Aaron. Yeah. He's he's an, he's a ranger just out there doing his own thing, but he will yeah. eventually come back and lead something. 
I mean, if you want to really start strengthening these new characters, and, and I'm sure we're going to get somewhat of a leader with the next episode, because the next episode is another small time jump. It's about six months. What about Olivia's boyfriend? Olivia died in this. Uh, the No, her boyfriend, not Olivia. Her boyfriend. Olivia was gay with Tara. Oh. Who are you talking about? Enid's boyfriend? Alden? I mean, yeah. Sorry, Alden. Oh my god, it's not her name except again. Alden's yeah. a former savior. He has been there for six years, but I don't know. I don't I don't think. Yeah, I couldn't remember his name. What is his name? The, the, some way they can subvert themselves. They've already started kind of merging in with the group, uh, the city by living there. If they in the next six months, some I could see Magna being put into or Yumiko being put into lead because yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think they're I think they're too new relatively. I think right now they're too new, but we're getting a six-month time jump. For even the then, episode, so. even as a community that's been there for six, seven years, more longer. Longer. Um, I know. They've been talking. They've been talking ever since since what's his name left since Rick left about how they're going to be putting Daryl into more of a leadership role. Guess yeah. what? Leadership spot just opened up. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but whoever makes... becomes a leader, he'll stop guys. <laughs> as long as he doesn't become a doctor, too. And then I'll be even more mad if he stays there because then I'll really say that he has given up on trying to find Rick because now he's not even out in the woods looking for him. Yeah. Well, the greater good comes first. <laughs> Put dog in charge. All right, dog. <laughs> oh, by the way, that was a cute little scene where, where he asked Connie to watch dog for him. Yeah. They are. But, I'm, I'm shipping them real hard right now. <laughs> the, the Carl. <laughs> I'm still calling that that ship Carl. Carl, yeah. Carl. <laughs> Screw Donnie. It's Carl. Oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, the last thing that we close with is Sadiq giving a eulogy speech about those that died and how he talks about that they, you know, they all fought till their very last moments and. Yeah, they, like, these people didn't know each other, but they fought together and for each other like they were family, and they died as heroes. She, yeah. he's, he's like, she told me to tell you guys, and I think she wanted me to scare you and, and break you up. I don't think that's the message we take here. I think we all, take the message that we all stand together. I love all that. I got from Sadiq on that moment was he's he's the dude that's blind from 300, the last man. That's <laughs> like, go back and tell them what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's what I got from that. But the, okay, so... Likes and complaints. I got to get my complaint really quick because we, we were debating this beforehand. I am really, really peeved off and pissed with the people that they put that they killed off because they've been building this up so much when you read all so I'm, I, I do all the research to go look for like extra articles and, and notes and things to talk about on this cast and everywhere building up that this episode is just going to be so heart wrenching and it's going to it's just going to hit you. It, it's going to be worse than when Glenn and Abraham died. It's, it, you know, and it, it felt like a cop-out for the writers. It's like, well, we got, we're going to kill a lot of people, but not a lot that you care about. <laughs> I disagree. If they really wanted to make it like when we lost Glenn, they would have not only killed Tara, they would have killed somebody else like Michonne or the, you know, a character that we are all starting to fall in love with. But they didn't. I think that's what they thought they were doing with Henry. I think that's. I think they thought everybody was on board with Henry. I no. could not because you just so killed that kid, Carl, and pissed everybody off and tried to replace mm -hmm. Henry. So, however, here's the thing: I get that it would have been more impactful to people that know the story if they'd gone with Ezekiel. 
but that had been too obvious. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think if Carol's husband had died, she would have been pissed. She would have wanted revenge. They killed her kid. Carol is going to be an unstoppable rage monster at this point. They're going to agree with that. I love that factor of it, but I am pissed on the factor that. And with that, it wouldn't have mattered if they had killed Ezekiel or Henry because she still would have been the same reaction. I think she's going to go harder for Henry than she would have for Ezekiel. No, I think it's it's the two most poignant characters that died in this scene in the comic books. Ezekiel and Rosita are both alive because, hey, we need to have a four-way love triangle with Rosita. Screw that. Mm. You know? Um, And then all the characters that are still alive on the show that you could... Gabriel, dead in the... Like I I mentioned before, who's dead in the comics and who's alive? There's a lot of people that are still alive, you know? And and it, it just bugged me. I... Even and I'm so glad they didn't kill him because he's his character is building up so well. Even if Dan Fogler died, that would have had more of an impact on me than than what Ugh. this what this yeah. had. That would have pissed me off. <laughs> but that's what we should have off of somebody getting killed on a show is is actually have not like a, a cheer yay. That no, means- no, no. I my my notes are uh, Enid sad face, Tara sad face, Henry yay. But I think that killing Enid and Tara was a good move. I think that accomplished what you're talking about. Well, no, because even two weeks ago when we said that Enid might be getting killed off, you're like, eh, she's not really a big focus anyways on the show right now yeah. anyway. Tara they they should have made her more Tara of a focus was. leading up to this. Tara yeah. was. Tara's Tara, the main one. I think Tara's the big one. Yeah. Yeah, Tara is the big one. Tara is also a leader of one of the four communities. That was the impact that Killing King Ezekiel had in the books. Mm-hmm. I may not have dwelled on her as much this season leading up to it, but... Tara, like I said, she was number. She was fourth in seniority on the show. She is yeah. a leader of the community. That's a huge impact. That community is now leaderless. And then you add in the Henry thing, which covers the other half of pissing off Carol. And that's, I think that's going to, Scott Gempel on Talking Dead said they sat down and talked about who they were going to kill specifically for a while, trying to figure out what was going to have the best emotional impact versus what was going to be unexpected versus what was going to have the best plot lines leading from it. I think they did a good job. I think this is going to be the most interesting outcome. Yeah. I'm, I, I just, I, I, this is the reason because Kirkman writes deaths. He writes deaths because there's no way out of it. That's the way it goes. There's people he doesn't want to die that it just happens that way, that the way stories go, he'll try and write people to break up. But the way that he's writing it doesn't make sense when they start doing this and it's all his writing. And that's what's so strong about his show. Gimbal. It feels like, well, we don't want to be Kirkman, but we want to make sure that we get the ratings, but we, it's just like, it, it's take a fuck chance. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing too. About okay. that, I mean, uh, if they wanted emotion from their audience, they should have killed off more important characters. I mean, I'll be honest. One, I watched, I watched that, one more important. When I watched that scene, the only thing that made me emotional was Carol's reaction to losing Henry. And when I watched Glenn die, I screamed. I mm-hmm. cried. I was in tears for days. It yeah, there's n- messed no, me up. <laughs> nobody on the show right now would have that impact. Maybe Daryl. Maybe Daryl. Maybe Daryl. Maybe Michonne. Carol is another one that I would probably cry over. But that's about it. Those are the, mo- the three most senior people on the show. <laughs> or even yeah. Rick. Because Rick's not dead. <laughs> yeah, but he's also not on the show. No. 
I mean, I gotta give it to even if Eugene was the was one that died. I I think that would be even more impactful. Even though we all hated him last season, but yeah, he's got too much storyline still to come. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I I understand. I, I, I it just didn't have the gut wrenching impact you were expecting, or that they and the way that they were building it up like it was going to was what bugged me. You know, because because I get like, that. If you know it's you're a, taking a step back from the source material on how important that scene is. And you are taking a step back by not not killing off Ezekiel. And yes, I know that would have been where but once again, that's going to be seen from the people that read the comic. It's not going to be seen from the people that watch the show. And a multitude of the people that watch this show are people that don't read the comic. A lot of comic readers have turned off the show because they don't think it fit it meets up to the source material. Well, and he talked about that a little bit too on Talking Dead. He's like, look. It's necessity. It's the butterfly effect. Small changes that we made in the interest of originality or or just you know workability from a TV standpoint snowball over the years. I like the two differences. I, it makes it yeah. like alternate butterfly effect. Different universes. What you know? We lost this character, but we kept this character. You know, that's pretty much how it is. And it, you guys will just miss it. I just had somebody, somebody just had waving their hands at me off screen going, I like Eugene. I like Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I mean is that, you know, when, when even when it follows the comic on the deaths that happen, if it's known that that's who's going to die, it still has that massive impact because that character has been written up so well by what Kirkman created from the first place and then, and then utilizing that. Um, it's, it's, I guess I'm comparing the deaths here to the deaths of Game of Thrones. When Game of Thrones has a death, it's impactful. It's it's huge um, because they're you, not. You afraid. don't you don't think that these deaths are going to be impactful or huge? But they're not yeah, afraid about who they kill. That's the problem. Versus this one, felt like they were afraid. Like it was like these characters are too important right now that we can't kill off. You know. Well, you brought that up yourself. When Kirkman killed off people, it's because he had no choice. In this case, they had a choice. They didn't. They somebody had to die. And that's why I feel like their choice was. That's why I didn't like it. Because I feel like their choice was we're taking the easier route out because we're 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 already seeing decline in in viewership, and if we kill off even more impactful characters that people like this much, then then that's really bad for us. We're just going to lose even more viewers. So let's let's but do that. That you like you said before, it's a cop out. At the same time, they just added a bunch of characters we've already fallen in love with: the Death mm-hmm. Girls, you know, the the yeah. music teacher. So even if they killed off another main character, yeah, it would have had an impact on us, but we'd still watch it because we got new characters we've already fallen in love with, too. I think the reason that I was bugged about it was not not so much like like I, I understand Tara and Enid and even Henry. I understand. I think what bugged me was like you just showed us the highwaymen. You just you you've had what six speaking lines main with these kids that are part of Henry's group. And and I think it was just the choices that were made, you know, and, and that's I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think the if three somebody, I think if somebody from Magna's group had died, being a new character even, yeah. Would have even that been more impact. Impact too. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it would have been Kelly or possibly Yumiko. Um, which still would have been more impactful than yes, the highway bin that were only been on two episodes. And uh, and again, in the book, there are twelve people that died and I did, I gave I no shits about ten of them. Yeah, I know. Um, but they could have done that too. They could have put freaking, which they did. Frankie, nobody knows really who Frankie is. I had nobody to look knows. up who she was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so they did that. It's you just outweighed 
because they even talked about it where the, 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 the walking dead mailbag came out this week. And we've talked about in the past, some of the, some of the, the, the questions in the mailbag, one of the questions that came out was, will we be getting more stro- strength of storylines from the B characters to, you know, start building up this connection with them? What was their response? Well, there's so many characters on the show that we can't guarantee that. Well, shit, then maybe you should have killed off some more people. That, That's that made why they an, killed an off 10 people. But ones that made an impact, not somebody that stands off in the corner. These, these are minor characters we no longer have to write storylines for. I don't, didn't even have storylines in the first place. I hated seeing Tammy Rose in the first place. She was on for six episodes of the last season, and I hated her character. I think the best part about this, as I said in our, in our chat prior to this, and I, I seem like the negative Nancy on this episode. I'm sorry. But <laughs> okay. the best part about I, this, I agree with you on this. So. Um, the best part about this is, as I said earlier, we talked in our last episode when they introduced the Highwaymen. I said the Highwaymen is a super is a super country group with Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, and um, Johnny Cash. Well, now bring the real, the real uh, highwaymen that are left. I want to see Willie Nelson and Chris Christopherson on The Walking <laughs> Dead do highwaymen. Because I think Chris Christopherson would be amazing on The Walking Dead, and just seeing Willie in the background always smoking a joint would be hilarious. So, <laughs> we have I want... a whole field of just stuff growing because there's, you know, they don't have to worry about anything. Just zombies getting into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. I want to see the cast of Tombstone as the the highway guys. <laughs> that would be awesome Sam Elliott and yeah. <laughs> <I love> that. <laughs> uh, god. oh god okay so I mean it was a good episode and I love the writing and to the point that uh, we always talk about some of the stuff going on outside of the episode news news wise um, Norman Reedus had an article with Entertainment Weekly and he was talking to Andrew Lincoln which he calls him Andy and he said Andy said that uh, he left the show at the wrong time because the writing is so good. And and uh, Dar- uh, Norman Reedus told him, yeah, you did. So even even Rick, even Andrew Lincoln is realizing that uh, this they've really turned a corner with the writing. Um, but it took Rick stepping away for him to try and to pretty much have to take that 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 corner turn. Yeah, if he hadn't stepped away, they would have probably kept going with the similar timeline that they were on before, and we wouldn't have these massive changes that I think have been a really good thing for the creativity of the show. All I have to say is when those movies come out, they better be phenomenal. <laughs> they have a high bar set. Oh, they're going to be. And and on one other note, um, something that was nice that uh, was in the mailbag that I didn't realize was announced earlier but somebody once again asked, are we ever going to see Heath again? It seems like everybody just forgot about Heath, um, which True. he is an important character in the comic books, but oh yeah, he left the show. Yeah, I thought they basically said that actor is never coming back. That actor got big. He got huge. He got he got picked up by the largest um, like Hollywood representation company out there and they're basically like the no you're 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 the star on the rise that it, you're not going to be a second fiddle on the walking dead well it was confirmed that heath is in the helicopter community where rick is so we oh, look, nice yeah. so he's gonna be in the movie with rick he'll nice. be in the movies yeah he'll be in the movies so um we will see heath again so we'll find out what happened when he when he rode off to look for other stuff and go I think the last time I remember seeing him was when Tara went to Oceanside and there was all that like sand on the bridge. Yep. They were fighting their way through the Zam Zam 
Because, yeah, he is a, a super important character in the comics. Mm-hmm. He was. He was, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, that's what we got for our hour-long cast because we got another cast to do here in an hour. Um, did you guys have any other quick notes that you wanted to say that love, hate? I know you had some notes, Mrs. Malice, on the episode. Well, I pretty much kind of covered them all. I mean, since, to be honest, I had to go back and watch the ending since my thing didn't record the ending. And that changed all your notes. You're like, oh, it's not as bad as I thought. Pretty much did. The only, I mean, the only hate is the Oceanside girl at this point, you know. And I mean, I'm glad that uh, the group, because I did mention that I did not like the fact that, you know, Carol, Daryl, and Michonne, and what's her name, you know, went off on their own. So I wasn't happy about that. But I'm glad they're all alive because it did scare me that they died. So that was like my cliffhanger. <laughs> so yeah, that, that would have been. That would have been one hell of a cleaning house if that group had died. Yeah, yeah. I knew it wasn't going to happen because, like, like it was said, Norman Reed already signed a big fat contract yeah. for, for the show. So I'm I'm really glad. I think I said this on our last episode. I think we were all trying to make predictions, and I was I was like, God, I just hope that they don't do like the oh, we see that there's heads on pikes, but we don't get to see who it is. End of season. I'm glad we didn't do the massive clip. Yeah, and, and and even another character, which I'm glad they didn't kill, but another character that would have had an even more impact than some of these characters that they showed, Jerry. How impactful? Yeah, Jerry would have hurt. Yeah, Jerry yeah, would have. That would have been the one where you, if you want to get the, if you want to get the fans shedding a tear and going, no, Jerry would have been the one. Yeah, Jerry's Jerry literally my new Glenn. <laughs> Just to put it out. Especially in this episode where you see him spending more time with his family and you see him like mm-hmm. crawling around doing the rawr, you know, and with his kids and stuff that, that, Oh, oh my God. He, that looks, one. he looked like one of those monsters from final fantasy. I can't remember what it's called with the, like the, the quad horns on its back. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what I mean is I think they dropped the ball on, on the fact that I think they did, they did a bit of a cop out. I understand you have to, kill I will him. admit Jerry would have been a great one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I will say my favorite scene was probably the, death girl scenes when they're communicating oh by far it it brought me a tear and i loved every communication the the, their faces the movement everything was just so beautiful i didn't even read the words because i could just tell the raw emotion in it it just it spoke to me i loved it i think my favorite scene might actually be the little thing right at the end so mrs malice will not have seen this where daryl takes lydia to go leave the h coin necklace by Henry's Pike. I think that Lydia will now be taking over the Carl storyline. And Daryl will be will be playing the uh, Really? You don't think it's gonna be Judith because now I think it's I th- on, on the Negan Judith aspect it's of all, it. It's all Judith. It's I think I'm I'm talking about like I think I think Daryl will become sort of a father figure to Lydia. That's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. I can see that. Well, that was one question that was posed in the mailbag was like Daryl and and Carol started with pretty much a, a girl that they couldn't keep safe with with uh, Sophia with with her with Carol's daughter. Mm-hmm. Now, once well, then again, they had the, and they had Lizzie and the other little girl. Look at yeah. you know, look at the flowers. But that was Carol by herself for the most part. Daryl wasn't there for for a right. Long, so, well, I'm but, just I'm just I mean, saying nobody should give Carol kids anymore. I was going to say the same thing. Oh no, it's just that's what they're saying. But the Carol and Daryl started with the girl that they couldn't save. Yes. Now you have Lydia, and Carol's now going to be re hanging out with Daryl. So you can have this. Now you have a way to fix it where you have a, a girl that you can save from 
from the whispers. Mm, no, because then she'll probably die next, and then because you know, especially if she's gonna be stuck with Carol. Yeah, she's gonna die next. Carol, just, I, they die. I, I would guess that Carol doesn't want to take any more kids at this point. She's lost I, four that I can think of. Five if you Carl. Honestly, they need to stop looking I, at the flowers. <laughs> I think at this point, Carol is going to be focused on nothing but 100% pure, unadulterated, scary-ass revenge. Well, and that's the biggest thing. As Alpha said, that we have to show what an Alpha is, and now you're going to see what a true Alpha is. She's going to. Alpha is, and that's Carol, and she's a badass. Yep. So, that's <laughs> Coming back. Yep, I'm excited. Um, that's our cast for this week. We'll be back next Monday to talk the finale um, and a six-month time jump. And hopefully, from what I'm seeing, Negan, Negan is, the, yes. is not in the cell anymore. <laughs> Unleash the Negan, please. Release Negan. This guy oh, right God, I can't wait. This guy, this guy right here? No, wait, that's oh, right. God, I can't wait. I hope I, I, he needs, yeah. Hashtag it, free the Negan. Free Negan. <laughs> Uh, put Negan, Daryl, and Carol out there fighting against the Whispers, and oh my god, that will be just epic. Along with Negan. <laughs> Jack says Carol keeps kids like they're hamsters. Yeah, pretty <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's Bye. talk about... Where we can follow everybody. If you guys want to follow this cast, if you want to follow us, all the casts that we do, head over to malice-corp.com. It's the main website. It's the hub for all the podcasts that we have. Um, six different podcasts. So if you guys like talking about all things nerd and all different types of nerd and geeky stuff, definitely head over to malice-corp.com. Click on podcasts and other media on the website and you will see all the different podcasts that we do. Wherever you're listening to this, make sure to subscribe, drop a review, leave a comment. Um, let us know what your thoughts are on the heads on the pikes. Um, wondering why Ned Stark wasn't there. So yeah. So if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at mest underscore malicecorp or on Instagram at mess5150. I see Zora. Where can people follow you outside of these casts? At I see Zora on Twitter, Instagram, and PlayStation Network. And what about you, Mrs. Malice? Where can people follow you? Nowhere, because my head's on a pike. <laughs> Mrs. Malice uh, four one three at Twitter. <laughs> four one three four. Four one three four. Sorry, <laughs> I forgot the four. <laughs> Super active, you can tell. <laughs> uh, very active on Twitter. Um, and then you see some of the hashtag handles of all the different podcasts that we have here uh, as well on the screen to watch. So thank you once again. As always, remember, we're all infected. Stay safe and keep your heads off the pikes. Carry on. Hashtag free Negan. <laughs>